Hello, my name is Crystal McGrath, and you are listening to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a drive for connection and positivity. I spend my working hours on my music career as a recording artist. I have a music school where I get to share my passion for music and performance with clients of all ages, and I coach women how to live their best life through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I love everything about wellness, business, and creativity. Some people call me crazy for doing so many things, but I call it living to my best potential. I am always full of new ideas and so thrilled to share tools, tips, and stories from inspiring women crushing the chaos in their personal and professional lives. This is a show that has everything from heartfelt stories of survival, healthy eating tips, and emotional growth, all the way to business tips, delegating, marketing, and how to grow your social media following. If you're a person striving to live your best life in all areas, then Crushing Chaos will have something for you. Grab your favorite beverage and join in on the conversation. Welcome to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Megan Brown. She's a board-certified and licensed physical therapist in the state of Florida, specializing in sports performance and rehabilitation, injury prevention, return to play, concussion management, orthopedics, strength and conditioning, and youth movement development. She is a certified manual therapy utilizing hands-on techniques, including joint and soft tissue mobilization for the spine and extremities. She's also an emergency medical responder and strength and conditioning specialist, promoting athletic and movement development. She's also the creator of the Raise Your Game program that coaches athletes as well as everyday people through their physical, mental, nutritional, and goal-setting abilities to become their best selves. Welcome to the show. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the events that led you into working in the world of physical therapy. Yeah, um, I got into physical therapy in 2010, um, graduated in 2012, and then started my process from there. So I actually worked in a hospital setting for a little while, an outpatient ortho clinic, um, also worked with pediatrics, had great rotation in peds, and from then kind of knew that I wanted to help create a better environment, especially for young kids to be able to move better. perform in in sports, perform in everyday life, because I feel like when they're more confident as young kids, they become confident adults, and then they know how to move and, you know, prevent injury and be healthy as adults, too. So that's kind of where everything started. Um, And then I decided that I wanted to open up my own clinic, wanted it to be, you know, based on sports and kind of, like I said, bringing that love of the game. Um, I played basketball and lacrosse in college. So, you know, as, as much as I could stay in the sports realm, that's what I wanted to do. So I opened up my own clinic um, and then did a kind of combination with the Laxbox, which is also my sports performance um, facility. And the rest is history. <laughs> that's so great. So great that you're able to take the passion that you grew up with and bring it into your business today. That's amazing. You said something about youth having a good mindset and that sport mindset I find is so empowering. I mean, I was a gymnast growing up. Goal was to go to the Olympics. I trained seven days a week. And that mindset of being a young child just 
working every day and striving towards a goal has really, really set me up for success. I think in the, in the grand scheme of things, because you just train those muscles to, to be committed to yourself and to train and to take care of yourself and all that good stuff. Um, what are some tools you use, I guess, working with youth to help empower that mindset? Um, a lot of stuff that we use with youth is just, I guess you'd say it's kind of like organized chaos in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You allow them to play, you um, allow them to explore, you know, when kids feel confident in what they're doing, whether it's jumping, skipping, running, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily sports specific or related. Um, If they're just feeling confident, then they're, they're going to bring that across, you know, all, all parts of their life. So not only um, in school, but, you know, with their peers, with their parents, they're going to know how to speak up for themselves. They're going to know, you know, when, let's say a kid at school gets bullied, how to, how to speak up for them if they can't, um, you know, sports, sports is a great avenue. I grew up, you know, as a military kid and sports was kind of my thing that, that helped me to, you know, reintegrate into new schools. You know, we moved every two years. So I went to three elementary schools, two middle schools and two high schools. And it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. So, you know, you have to, you have to find something that is going to bring you joy, but also, help you to remain confident. And for me, that was sports. And so whatever I can do to help kids, you know, gain that confidence, whether it's through sports or just, you know, being, being a good kid and, and understanding that they can do whatever they want to do, you know, especially at this age, like don't crush their dreams, (laughs) let, let them dream, (laughs) let, let them figure it out. For sure. Oh, I love that. So what are some characteristics you find top athletes have to stay committed to their practice and goals? That's a good question. Um, You know, athletes at any level, you have to have that dedication. And if it's not something that you truly enjoy doing, you're not going to be dedicated to it. No matter how much you want to be dedicated to it, if it's not something you really love and like deep down want to wake up every morning, you know, (laughs) then you're not going to do it. Um, You know, playing, playing sports in college, there, there was tough times, you know, you have to wake up for 5am practice, go to class all day, go back and do weightlifting and then another practice. So it's definitely not for the faint of heart, but, you know, to be able to stay committed to that, you have to have that pathway and you have to have that plan, um, you know, actually visualizing yourself in that environment. Like you said, when you were younger as a gymnast, you visualized being an Olympian. And I think it's so important for athletes to have whatever, um, visualization that they want to reach stay in their head because once you lose that then the then everything else just starts to slip away yeah absolutely having that visualization is so important you talk a lot about being a champion what is it mean to you to be a champion that's a big question champions (laughs) you know every everyone's different right every everyone mm-hmm. has their own definition of what it means to be a champion but i think that just being you and being the best you that you can be is is being a champion you know waking up every morning excited for the possibilities and the challenge and knowing that you can face those challenges you know head on and that you can achieve greatness that's becoming a champion. That's being a champion, just living in that, in that light, in that path every day, and then being able to bring that to those around you. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, being a champion looks differently for everybody, but I do think that 
you know, that word champion is just showing up for yourself and being the best version of you every single day, whatever that looks like. So yeah, I don't think there's a definitive answer to what exactly is a champion, but the idea of that showing up for yourself and, and being there for yourself is so important. Um, We talk about mindset and having that visualization of what that commitment looks like to playing a sport or being successful in any industry. But when you have an injury, what kind of tools can you use to push through that injury to stay on track? Like for me, with my vision of being a gymnast, I ended up breaking both my feet, tore muscles in my hips and hurt my shoulders and neck, all sorts of crazy things. So I had to stop being a gymnast. And that's when I transition to music. But I mean, I was only 13, 14 years old. So I was young. And I would have probably benefited from having some tools to help me move through that transition. So what kind of things, I mean, at any age, would you recommend people use to move through that? At any age, I mean, and that's tough, you know, being 13, 14 and, and having probably trained, you know, for half of your life already. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then being, you know, either being told you couldn't do anymore or you're just in that much pain as a 13-year-old, that's, that's a tough road, you know. And um, unfortunately, there are a lot of kids and even adults that have gone through the kind of same thing that you have. And it's unfortunate that they don't have that that mentorship or that person to lean on and to ask questions and to be able to find out, okay, what do I do from here? You know, with you, it was lucky that you're, you kind of leaned into music a little bit more and have been successful with that. But some people, they just kind of go into this deep depression. They, you know, they don't know where to go. And, um, the biggest thing I would say to people that are in that state of injury and not knowing where to go is find either a PT Um, a medical doctor, you know, a a psychologist, psychiatrist, a therapist, somebody that you can talk to about those issues that truly understand where you're coming from. So if you're an athlete, find someone that was an athlete or that still is an athlete because they will treat you a lot different than someone that has never had anything to do with sports before. You know, I get a lot of athletes in here that they don't want to stop playing their sport. They're injured, but we find different ways for them to stay involved, whether that's, you know, at team practices, um, studying the game, that's a huge one. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. in your example, as a gymnast, if you were injured, you want to watch film, not only on yourself, but on the people that you admire so that you can start emulating and visualizing the things that you want to be doing when you're back out. Um, you know, the other thing is, really focusing on what you can control at that moment. You know, I don't know if you've heard of like the me circle before, but um, one of my good friends, Tammy Matheny, she talked about this in one of her books is there's a, a, a circle within a circle, right? The bigger circle is everything that you can't control, the, the they, everything else that everyone else is doing. And then the inner circle is your me, everything that you can control. So it's your mindset, it's your attitude, it's the way that you view things, it's how you respond to things. Um, and if you can get that inner circle and find, you know, kind of that inner locus of control, then that's going to help you on your recovery so much more. Yeah, those tools are so important. So important. Um, I was very lucky. My dad was very supportive and he was like, okay, we need to get you into something that you love. So he knew I loved music. So I was I was very fortunate to be able to have something to move into. But for those that maybe don't have that support system, I think it's important to hear that 
that reminder. I mean, even as an adult, I broke my foot a few years ago and then I, it was hard for me to practice yoga and, you know, I'd show up to classes and just do it with a cast on. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just, I think being persistent in what you love and just finding new ways to make things work is great too. Exactly. Yeah. Finding those new ways, um, you know, when people are injured or hurt or they can't do certain things, there's always other things that you can be doing, whether it's keeping your mind engaged or keeping your body engaged in a different way. Uh, That's something that I really pride myself on as, as a doctor of physical therapy is letting people know that just because you're hurt or you're in pain, that doesn't mean that your world has to stop. It doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Like we will find a way to get you to do what it is that you want to do. Yeah. Just modify. Exactly. Just modify. Oh, that's great. You talk about the prime process. What is that all about? (laughs) Yeah. So the prime process is kind of my way of how I approach things. You know, um, my, I guess, little motto is restore, develop, strengthen. So, you know, within restore, and I have journals actually that go along with these things um, that I've written. So in the restore journal, it talks about a lot about restoring your mindset, um, restoring, you know, your treatment methods, how, how we approach things like we just talked about. Um, and then with develop, it talks about the planning stages of things. So it's great to have that vision and that goal, but how are you going to get there? You know, and how do you approach things to where you're building, you know, small successes that equal that big success? How do we do that? And then strengthen is talking about the physical and the, the mental prowess to kind of tap into, um, your body's own potential for healing. Um, I think our body is very smart. Our brain is very smart. And when we can connect the two, when we can get them on the same page, we start healing ourselves. We start understanding what it is that our body needs in the first place, why it got injured, um, and how to prevent those injuries in the future. Do you think there's something to do with the mind that is has to do with healing? So when people oh. are on their healing journey, is there something mind-body connected? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's tons of studies out there about just how changing a mindset can change you physically. Um, I was actually listening to a TEDx talk the other day and they were talking about, um, these women that were, um, working in a hotel and they asked them, do you feel like you are physically active? And all of them said, no, cause I'm working all the time. I don't, you know, when people think physically active, they're like, okay, I go to the gym. Right. But then they took that same group of women and they wrote up this little, you know, kind of like explanation and said, your job is physically demanding because XXX, you know, this is what you're doing. You're, you're making beds, you're cleaning this, you're lifting that. Um, And then they started to track, you know, their, their physical like weight, their um, perceived exertion throughout the day, their energy, their, like all these different things. And after, I think it was like two weeks or three weeks, then all these women physically changed because now they were thinking in their mind, okay, I am doing activity while I'm at work. I'm actually exercising. And so it's, you know, the brain is, brain and body are just amazing, amazing tools. And when you can connect the two, like endless possibilities. That is so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. When you just change that mindset to from I am weak to I can be my best that I can today. Mm-hmm. It does shift things. Like even I know from example from myself, just um, when I broke, I broke my arm. I've broken a lot of bones. <laughs> and, <laughs> it sounds like it. 
<laughs> like I'm walking robot one day, <laughs> but, um, I just remember them saying like, oh, you won't be able to play piano. And I remember thinking, well, that's no, no, that's not real. <laughs> like I will play piano and I will be fine. And, you know, two surgeries and many years later, I'm, I can play piano. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, if you give into that, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm a, I better just find something else things like that. I mean, there's some certain circumstances, but it's just that yeah. power of the mind, right? Just exactly. push through. You can do anything you want. And sometimes, you know, it takes a little coaxing. Sometimes if you're not used to that, if you haven't played sports before, you haven't been in some sort of competitive environment, music, art, whatever it is, you know, you, you have to train your brain just like you train your body. You can't expect your brain to start looking at positive things right away and be like the happiest person in the world if you've never done that before. You know, you have to kind of ease into it. Just like when you go back to the gym after all this COVID stuff, you got to ease into it. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, same thing with the mind. You, you have to you have to come at it as as a muscle almost and you have to grow that way. You can't just jump in and expect yourself to be this awesome, you know, mental mental thinker and, and mindset champion if you've never done it before. That is so true. So true. And it takes work. It's not easy. It's, it sounds easy to say, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be playing piano in no time. But definitely, it wasn't as easy as that. It was lots of very angry days of yeah. trying, right? And, and struggle, pushing through. Yeah. And yeah, and some days feeling like, oh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. And then some and that, days being like, no, that's not real. I am going to do it. Yeah. And that's part of it too, is you have to realize that, you know, recovery is not a straight road. You're not going straight uphill or downhill. You're going twisting, turning, like, you know, it's like a roller coaster. You're all over the place. Um, and that's part of the mental journey too. If you can get through that all over the place one day, feeling awesome about it, like, yes, I just did a push up, And then the next yeah. day, you know, like hurting it, feeling so hurt and sore, like you, you have to get through those things in order to build your best self. Yeah, for sure. It's the struggle and the challenge that you push through. I love that resistance and breaking through that wall and finding the freedom. So good. Such a good feeling. So you have a quiz on your site called The Champion Mindset. Can you tell me about that and how that relates to the Raise Your Game Club? Yeah. So um, with Raise Your Game, this is a, a quiz that you know, I developed to kind of get people to think a little bit more, right? To do their own assessment. Um, so it it works best if you're honest with yourself when you answer it. Don't try and get like the highest score that you can if you're not being honest. So true. Um, I took it the other day and I was like, oh, well, I think I'm a five. Well, no, am I really? No, you're a three. <laughs> like I had to, it was like that initial response. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the cool thing is, is it's obviously, um, you know, uh, confidential. So no one else is seeing your scores unless you want to share them with people after you get it. But, you know, it, it just kind of gives you a little bit of an assessment on where you're at with physical, um, with mental, nutritional and goal setting. So once, once you take it, then you can set up a free pivot session with me, which is like 10, 15 minutes. And we just kind of talk about your scores a little bit and create a little bit of a pathway on where you could go, you know, based on what your scores are. If one section is maybe a little weaker than the others, we would talk about how to, um, how to make that a little bit stronger. And then we would go into what I call a scouting session. So everything's kind of, you know, athletic named, but, um, in the scouting session, we talk about a little bit 
in depth of why you feel the, the way that you're feeling about those, those answers. Um, and then we go from there and just try and create that path and that program. Um, you know, we have 30, 60 or 90 day programs where you can work on all four of those different categories. Um, you know, I have a nutritionist on staff that I work with registered dietitian and, um, between, you know, my psychology degree and my background in athletics, you know, the, the physical and the mental part and the goal setting, um, we, we meet up, you know, once a week, twice a week, depending on what it is. And then we, we create a plan for you and help you to, to reach your, your champion self. Awesome. So do they have to live in Florida to do this or can you do this program from anywhere in the world? Yeah, we can, we can go worldwide. We can go global with it. So the cool thing is everything is online right now. Um, let's say if it's a physical um, issue that you're having, then we would do something similar to like a Zoom call or Skype session. Um, I would kind of walk you through a movement assessment that I do here in the clinic typically, but I can walk you through that and we can determine, okay, is there something that's maybe not moving the way that it needs to? Um, are you actually having an issue with, let's say it's your shoulder, you know, I would go through the motions and movements with you to see what it is that's going on and then how we can approach that either to, you know, help you get stronger or help you get more stable. Um, and if it's just a general like, hey, I want to lose weight or I want to get stronger or I want to reach this, you know, personal record for weightlifting something, um, we can do that as well. Awesome. It's so cool how we can do everything online. And now it your is. market is just so you can reach so many people and help so many people. We'll make yeah. sure we put the link to that on the blog and the show notes so that everyone can take the test and see where they're sitting. And yeah. if they want to, you know, book their pivot call with you, then they can do that too, which is great. I have one more question for you. If you yeah. had one message to share with the world, what would that be? One message. I would say, be you, be you, be a champion find your inner confidence, find what drives you, what drives your character, um, and reach out to people, you know, connect, connect with people that you want to emulate, that you want to be like, you know, when I started this PT journey, and honestly, even in the last year or so, um, you know, I just started to reach out to people that really connected with me on, you know, like, what they're doing out in the community, what they're doing with women empowerment, you know, kids empowerment, movement, all those things. And I just started emailing people or, you know, connecting on LinkedIn or, yeah. you know, different, different things. And it's amazing what opens up to you when you start, you know, opening yourself up and you're kind of calling in those, those higher frequencies and higher vibrations of people because you want to help change the world. So you know, the best thing that you can do for this world is, is be you, be honest, be confident and be a champion. Yes. Be a champion. I love <laughs> that. I love that. I'm all lit up now. Well, nice. thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. It was so nice to chat with you and hear your stories and kind of reflect back on my struggles with my broken bones and all that good yeah. stuff too. So a little bit of healing always happens. So thank you yeah, so much for your time. We can definitely chat about that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot of you listening, share it on your Instagram story, and tag us at Crushing Chaos Podcast. We love to repost on our story and show appreciation to our listeners. 
Be sure to check out the website at www.crystalmcgrath.ca slash crushingchaos, where you can find more information on our guests and sign up for emails to stay up to date with new episodes and all the upcoming exciting new adventures. I cannot wait to connect again with you soon. Until next time, 